0: And I don't know about you guys, but I just still struggle with what day is what. My calendar's crazy. Elaine and I were texting back, what day are we meeting? But it's here. And I'm so excited to be with you. Elaine and I have known each other for. Um, 10 years, because we just graduated from high school 10 years ago. <laughs> no, just kidding. We've known each other since the 80s. Yeah, drill team. <laughs> drill yeah. team. Back in the day, Sugarland, great yes. place to come from. Uh, now man. we're living in the city. Yeah. But she is absolutely living the authentic life. And she has uh-huh. done it stylishly with elegance and grace. And it's so, been so beautiful to watch your journey. And, of course, uh-huh. I love your fashion sense when I started the vintage Contessa she would memo some of her bags to me when I went to Colorado to do pop-up shops because we didn't have a huge inventory I was doing it as my side yeah. hustle when I was working with Cangelosi yeah. marble and I want people to know that things evolve we ha- are constantly you didn't start this huge designer with this Mm-mm. huge business. We all have grown. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Is authenticity, commitment, connection. She's an interior designer. She's a fashion I I icon. <laughs> she is the best mom. Such oh, a good friend. So a comedian. I mean, you are freaking I mean, hilarious. On the side. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, even Danette in my office, she said, I just remember there was one day during COVID and we both listened to Elaine. And I think it was the day you were in your car and you were like, okay, guys, let's have a talk. Let's just admit that this is hard. And I was like, this sucks. Thank God someone else can say, this is hard. God
1: yeah I had a couple of those car conversations. I think I was just mainly talking to myself,
0: and but everyone. I also left because you're a mom, and you literally had to go to the car to have a conversation, oh yeah, because that's it. there's total chaos
1: oh, and they're in all the there, house. yeah, it's like that's my only solace is go into that car because otherwise you're just like dealing with all the people, yeah,
0: yes, okay, so Jim was working at home and then. Marley was there, and Harrison. He's in college. It's in college. Okay, so at least you had a little space (laughs) with that. But um, so many of us know you as a Lanterner Designs that you started with your husband Jim. You worked together, and we'll dive into working with spouses later. (laughs) Um, But I love this in your your new launch of an incredible women empowerment leadership. Yeah. Are we enough? Yeah. How do we feel like Mm -hmm. we're enough? And you say you're in the personal growth industry, which everyone listening to you not feel like you are through personal growth and you need to jump in that industry. (laughs) And it's called Know Your Worth, Guiding Women to Believe You Are worthy. And you take not just women, but women leaders who Mm -hmm. feel buried under unrealistic expectations, detrimental cultural conditioning, And other people's opinion, Mm -hmm. misguided beliefs, false assumptions that we formed as a child. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that as my Mm -hmm. daughter embraces 13 with Mm -hmm. a vengeance. And it doesn't make it any easier that we're constantly told to be more, do more, have it all. So I'm going to pass it to you. (laughs) How? Okay. Tell us a little bit about where you came from and how you landed Here
1: Exactly. I mean, this program is really born from my experience, you know, from my journey, Mm -hmm. and really trying to reach women, really their hearts and say, Look, it's okay, if your life has not been this clear stair step straight up to the top, like we all have pivots and plateaus and even taking a step back where we have to look at our life, look at what's going on with our circumstances and have to decide, you know, what is it that I need to do that not only serves me and my sense of self, but also my family, my set of circumstances. And so I think that there's sort of a myth out there that women kind of have to portray this glossy. It's all so great. I look great. I have this, you know, my life, my career, but ultimately I think we need to start truth telling more and speaking the truth of how messy life can be. And that doesn't mean that it's not good. You know, that you can actually engage and lean into your suffering and lean into things that maybe haven't gone as planned and actually come out the other side more evolved, more learning, more wisdom. And also back to knowing who you really are, your sense of self, your sense of self worth. And I think that we get caught up in the external, thinking that the external is going to feed our sense of worth. But ultimately, the only way you can reach, I think, that true worthiness is by going within and really understanding yourself. And doing that inner work and then that inner work allows you to kind of almost get out of your own way where you see yourself for what you are and then you go, wait a minute, I actually, I think I've been spending so much time trying to live up to outside expectations or other people's opinions that I haven't really honored the magic within me you know, really understanding who I am. And then once you do that, you can serve your community like you're doing, you know, really showing up as your true authentic self, like no pretense, you know, and I think that that's missing out there. With a lot of people.
0: And as a mother and a wife, I've always felt like that's a hard balance mm-hmm. because I try to do yoga. I try to take time for prayer and meditation and then you've got everything at work you need to do want to do feel blessed to have the opportunity to do but then there's your child there right and your husband so tell us about that journey specifically with marley and how precious sweet marley
1: i know i have a 16 year old daughter marley and she has special needs she has a neurological condition that um, actually she was born with but we didn't discover it until she was 10 but That's a whole other podcast, but um, Marley has really been a gateway, I think, for me to almost understand the truth of leaning into our suffering and leaning into knowing that our pain can actually allow us to sort of, how do I say this, become our highest selves in the form of like empathy and compassion. Like she represents to me every day what's important in life because things that come seemingly easily to you and I are 50 times harder for her, but then you realize that doesn't really matter. What we place value on as a society, isn't really always what's important. And I think that we, it's not our fault. I think that we're just kind of told these illusions, that oh, you have to, you know, be on this path or graduate at this time or have these types of accolades. But really, we're all souls on journeys and nobody's, you know, better or worse than anybody else. You know, we all have our way of getting there. And I think Marley's really taught me to cut through all of that noise and realize, you know what? I am worthy just as I am, no matter what I was born with, what disability I deal with every day. I am just as worthy as anybody else out there. And that I think has led me to this path of not only talking about my challenges and my life circumstances mm-hmm. with my business, my mother has stage four breast cancer, my daughter has a disability, but really understanding. And then I am reminded every day through my daughter that our worthiness is inherent within us it's not something that we have to earn and it's not something that's given to us and it's not something that can be taken away from us it's just that we have to reclaim it because we forget it's there because we're so reacting to everything outside of us so marley is my reminder to go into that worth you know and understand you know i'm okay as i am i don't have to you know try so hard to prove my worth and
0: i just listen i'm reading a book called Untangled about raising a teenager which has given me tremendous help just about young women and body image mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and there was um, a great chapter talking about how um, in Fiji uh, and, and this might be the wrong place but uh, nonetheless there was a place until the 70s they didn't have TV and they were not seeing western women and the way they looked And they were a community that could be more fuller figure, that were not Mm. concerned with body image. And once they were introduced to Western television, it changed the way they thought about themselves. And then they also talked about blind women who are blind from birth and their image of themselves and how they think of themselves versus a woman who became blind are other women so it's a fascinating thing to see that even visually we have this preconceived notion about what expectations are and then we take it to this other emotional level exactly too that goes even well
1: attaching it to our sense of identity and our sense like if i'm if i perceive myself as overweight then i'm the overweight girl rather like you know your identity becomes that it's sort of back to the idea of like people saying well you know I'm a failure well there's no such thing as a person being a failure it's a, a failure is maybe is your perceived experience of what happened but nobody is a failure it's the same type of thing it's like we attach it to our sense of being and that's when it gets really dangerous and we start to see mental health issues depression and all these things and i think social comparison and all the research that i've done with this Mm -hmm. new course and i have a whole section on social comparison some researchers actually assign social comparison as the number one issue with mental health depression low self-esteem social comparison You, you might think it it would be trauma or you know but social comparison with this generation and that is fascinating have you watched to me. the
0: social dilemma okay
1: it's on my list but i'm totally afraid to watch it
0: it's really I'm terrifying admitting it. i know everyone
1: it's, texts me like have you watched it
0: <laughs> uh but i i mean i don't want to bite the hand that feeds me because we've had such success with I our agree. business yes. and there's such and a balance it's a tool
1: absolutely but even
0: back to when bella was very young our children's book that was sort of storyline behind it is you're not defined by what you wear and what you do you're defined by the relationships in your life right and who's there so it's hard kind of as fashion girls that's what we were saying when we started right, right. and I loved because I've signed up to, and I'm <laughs> know officially your know your worth girl but I read this amazing passage about you visiting the Plano store in 2017, and mm-hmm. that you would do you want to tell us that experience because I think that seemed like yeah. such a catalyst and to you was. to have fashion mm-hmm. and purpose
1: exactly. It is. Thank you for for actually reading that and understanding that moment for me. That really was the moment when the book kind of all came together for me in my head breaking the glass slipper, debunking the miss that hold women back. This woman came to me in my Plano store, I had a trunk show that day, and she ended up, you know, through a series of conversations telling me that she had basically terminal multiple myeloma, and that she was kind of entering her last phase, going off of treatment, and um, she said to me, you know, she grabbed my shoulders, I'll never forget it, she had no hair, and you know, her eyes were sort of hollow, and she said, you know, don't ever undervalue what you do, with this expression of fashion and color and talking to women in this way of, of empowering them through what you create. And I kind of looked at her shocked, like she would talk to me about fashion as she's mm-hmm. dealing with this, you know, extremely tragic disease. And, um, I said to her, you know, I think that I always kind of have, I think that maybe I've never felt like is fashion really deep enough? Or did I kind of like I don't know, scoot around it a little bit, the truth of how um, important it really can be for people's self-esteem and for people's also authentic expression of who they are. Mm -hmm. And it was this moment for me where I realized, you know, I've attached myself to some lies. And that's really where the book was born, was realizing, you know, fashion ultimately is just a form of Mm self-expression. And it actually, I think, can turn... It's almost like other people express it if you're a writer, if you're a painter. Uh For some people, fashion is how they present themselves to the world. But ultimately, it's also how I think they view themselves. Like, this is who I almost think I could become, you know. When you look at your closet every morning and you look at what you want to wear, it's an aspirational feeling of like, well, who do I want to be today? You know, and there's something really beautiful. And that goes back to knowing your worth, knowing your true, authentic self, and understanding that every single day you have the power to choose that truth inside of yourself. You know what I mean? That you don't have to, you know, cave into a trend or you don't have to buy into what people are saying on social media. You can walk in and say, No, I actually have my own spin on this, you know? I mean, Danae, you're a perfect. I was looking at you with color and jewelry and how you express yourself. I don't think of you as like, Oh, I'm so trendy. I think of you as this is Danae's style. This is who she is every day. She wakes up like you're so joyful, you know? And that comes through your fashion. It does. Your feminine joy, empowerment, the color. And I think that women sometimes tend to negate fashion as well that's just materialism or that's Mm -hmm. just you know shallow and it's really not it's really a form of
0: expression and what i loved about your line was that it was a way for women to embrace color i think we in texas embrace (laughs) color so much more i love what you just said and I have this quote that's such an inspiration to me from Coco Chanel. My life didn't please me, so I created my life. Yes. And I think that that uh, is so what your book is saying. So uh, one of the statistics that I wrote down is you were talking about sensory. Mm-hmm. And... Um, of who we are is already in us and 20% is what comes out to us. Yeah. I think let's talk about that.
1: Well, that was, I think a really big revelation for me and some of this research that I've done with the discovery course is that Uh so much, we think so much of our life is about what happens to us. Right. Mm -hmm. And how we and obviously, you know, you think, Oh, it's what happens to me and how I react to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, Maybe I'm a victim of some tragic circumstances or challenges or whatever it is. But ultimately, in the research that I've done, 80% of how we perceive our life circumstances and ourself has already been formed. It's already in there. It's like our life is happening through us, not necessarily outside of us. And I think that we think, oh, well, I'm kind of a victim of my circumstances, but really it's the stories that we've told and held on to that have shaped how we've reacted to what's happened to us, how we see others, how we see ourselves. And I think that's really, um, revelatory because you realize like, wait a minute. What limiting beliefs have I held on to that are already stored inside of me that I just unconsciously walk through life attaching myself to? You know, I just believe I'm not enough. And that's just who it that's just my life story. And think about how many people, you know, that they kind of attach themselves to something super limiting and they never have questioned it. Well, my course is about let's question it. Let's go inside and look at what is it that you've
0: decided is your truth that isn't. Well, I oh, that. I'm so embracing that, and I had a fabulous girlfriend, Mandy Kao, and recently I've gone through some challenging yeah. things that evolved in my life. Totally. And I wrote to her a text, and I said, "I am broken," and she said, "Do not name yourself as broken, mm-hmm. or you will be broken." Right, exactly. So that's uh, it. That's I changed premise. my. Yeah um story story mm-hmm. and i was talking to Jonas stallings one of our um guests and she's assistant da over no. trafficking and she called <sighs> the other day and she was how are you and i said i've been given the greatest opportunity Gen- to overcome Gen- challenges oh my- and grow <laughs> She's like, well, good for you. <laughs> okay, talk soon. You're empowered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think you have to. No, but like, it's so like, true. You and have to say, there's hope. And I, and that was the other thing I was saying to you, I've also included a Bible study in my journey. And I think, and I have been reading Edgar Tolle. Um, and I, all of it. who talks about not worrying and mm-hmm. not, at this moment, right now, the are you mm-hmm. um, starving? Are you um, in pain are you no you're just worried about something that might happen yeah, to that's you not real. that might never mm. happen right to you.
1: we some we live in the future or we live in the past rarely do we live right now right and i think that's where anxiety comes in for people a chronic anxiety of kind of living into something that's really an illusion you know that we've wrapped a whole story around it and that's that's really what i'm trying to unravel for women is to uh-huh. look at you know What is it that you've decided that you don't question is your truth and is that really serving you? Because if it's not, you can change it. You have Mm -hmm. the power and the free will to rewrite that story because you're the hero of your life. Nobody else. You're the superhero, right, of your own story. And so that's kind of, I mean, I could walk through the whole course, but the initial course is all about kind of understanding where we process. So are we processing mainly in our head in our heart or in our gut? So that's Mm -hmm. where thinker, feeler and doer. And then once you understand that, you can kind of look at it objectively and start saying, okay, if I've processed most of the things that have happened in my life through my you know, cerebral brain, let's say. That's kind of what Mm -hmm. I think the traditional sort of Western society is. We're a very cerebral society. Mm -hmm. Well, then how has that affected how I've... um how I've looked at my circumstances. So if I've intellectualized everything, have I really dealt with my pain? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just one aspect, you know, a feeler like me could say, have I almost taken it on too personally and have been unable to kind of detach from it and use it for my own good? Have I been paralyzed by it? You know, each profile has sort of, I think their benefits and their challenges. Right. And so I really go through that in the first course. And then we start to detach from those narratives and we start to see ourselves and we're able to detach and, look at ourselves for who we are. Because so many of us, we just think, well, this is who I am and I'm not questioning it. And this is what's going on. And here we go. I'm just going to be, you know, I'm the broken girl or I'm the not enough girl or I'm the yeah. burden girl or I'm the, you know, lonely girl. Right. So it's really fascinating. I think My it, friend,
0: okay. Trisha, she used to call herself the, she said she was on the pro singles tour. So she said, what, how would I ever be married if I was just identifying myself as the single girl? And so you yeah, have you're to. Onto the, yeah, that's you, it. There's so much to it. And then the other thing I love is we were talking about because again, if you dive into all this chakras and face. So I was saying <laughs> yeah, Father, Son, Holy both, Spirit. Right. Also chakras. The right, third the third eye. eye. Yeah, and your heart space
1: and your solar plexus. It's all like energy.
0: Yeah. So um, tell us about the program, because it's not just listening to you online. You're interacting with
1: people. So it's a group coaching program, and so it's the Know Your Worth program, and the first step we take is the Discover eCourse. There's three separate eCourses within the program. There's Discover, Awaken, and Manifest. So I just launched Discover, and that's the very first step we take where we'll really start to understand our processing and understand our narratives and understand the stories that we've told. Because you can't really... Understand your worthiness if you don't really understand your tendencies and understand. Yes. I mean, you have to do some inner work. You can't just mm-hmm. jump to manifestation or like, well, I'm just gonna live out my wildest dreams, but I have no idea who I really am or what's happening. You know, you can't do that. And I think that's where a lot of the self growth industry stays at manifestation and goals and those are beautiful things but I want to take you through Mm -hmm. a framework for you to kind of do some inner work that I think people say is it too woo-woo or is it too heavy and I'm like no I actually think it's really empowering and fun it's sort of like if you're an Enneagram I'm a huge Enneagram junkie I love that kind of work I gotta tell
0: us what that is I don't know what that is so the
1: Enneagram is basically like a it's like a personality typing system so there's nine Uh, different types of personalities if you will on the wheel and you go through like you take a quiz and then you figure out what your main personality typing system is and then you have like a wing that's something that you pick up a lot on dominant like I'm a four enneagram with a three wing Okay, and then you realize how you behave in stress and how you behave at your highest level it's like a whole study I mean it's fascinating fascinating yeah there's a teacher I Love out of Dallas named Suzanne Stabile, and my program that the Discover course mm-hmm. is is very much inspired by the Enneagram, mm-hmm. in that the thinker, feeler, doer is sort of about how we as different people. Because I like to say we're all connected, but we're not the same.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's a, so as to, so understanding your own unique tendencies. You know, thinker, feeler, doer, and then how can you gain insight and understand how to maximize and sort of i don't know capitalize on the best aspects of your tendencies right and the enneagrams a lot about that too so the course i think the first course especially is all about self identification understanding who you are the second course gets a little deeper where we really excavate our limited story and then we do empowerment practices to kind of rewrite the story that's awakened. and then the last one's all about manifesting our highest self really serving the community our offering to the world so they're they're all different but i think they're all necessary you can't just just talk about goals without talking about well, I want to do some work to figure out who I really am, why I'm here, right? So did
0: Jim go through the process with you? Yes,
1: he's going, he's, I mean, you know, he, it's a, it's, it is very feminine, but he's done <laughs> he took the quiz, Jim's a thanker um, and he loved. I mean, he's so used to me at this point yes. that and he's gone to Enneagram workshops with me so Jim, oh, oh yeah,
0: he's I love fortunate. that, but I think it helps the marriage and I mm-hmm. I was, um I had a girls weekend this weekend, and I was telling a friend of mine, it was my first girls trip since July of 2019, my first flight, which I have to say, I felt safe. I felt like the airlines did a good job. I felt like um, Miami had a curfew, which really suited me well because I like to go to bed early. So it was 11 o'clock, and we had to leave and go home and go to sleep, and I was so excited. Like, so, I love it here. <laughs> exactly, I love Miami. Yeah. No, I'm the girl that could be dancing on the table at eight, but by ten o'clock, I'm like <laughs> ready okay. to go home. Yeah, you
1: know yourself. I know, you but
0: work. we were uh, we were talking about it, and I said I feel like my marriage is at the best place it's been because I did, I changed, and I feel like it was not necessarily Rob changing, but I read a book about Harriet Harriet Lerner, yeah, The Dance of Intimacy, yeah, and know, she Harriet talks Lerner. about if you change your own steps. Mm -hmm. So I think that this work, and I wasn't even doing the work for my relationship with Rob. I was actually doing the work Mm -hmm. for me and for my relationship actually Mm -hmm. with my dad and my brother. Right, And then that would bring up things, and now my brother and I have reconnected, and I... um, feel like we have a friendship mm-hmm. and a mutual respect for each other, I'll cry, that we've never had. and um, But it, it really was me truly feeling responsible for my behavior, and I kept getting down this road where it was like who's right and who's wrong and it doesn't matter no
1: it really doesn't and you decided i'm gonna take the initial steps to do the work instead of saying i want to change somebody else or get somebody to believe something different whereas it was really more about and that's what my whole program is about it's like us doing the individual work actually allows us to do the collective work so it us doing that kind of work allows us to see each other with much more compassion, is what I mean. Because then we realize, you know, we all have our story, we all have our truth, we all. But that doesn't mean that we're not all good. Even if we don't necessarily agree with somebody else's lens, we also have to have the compassion to see that that person got there through their own kind of narrative and their own way that they processed it and took it in and you got there in your way and it's sort of releasing all that and then realizing we have to wrap ourselves with compassion for ourselves and for others. I think that's the key.
0: And it's such a time for compassion in our country. I mean, can you imagine if everybody could go through this and feel emotions that although your opinion's different but you're free to have your opinion Absolutely. and i'm of free to have my you opinion are. and
1: we're yes and we're all on our because journey. our road is different. different our lens it's like i always like to use this metaphor of like going to the eye doctor mm-hmm. and we all get our custom yeah. prescription lenses and we see we realize like oh that's how i see the world somebody else has on their lens that's how they see doesn't mean i'm better or worse it just means that we all come through this journey this Earth journey, seeing things in our own way and it's, I think so much as like being accountable for that and realizing like I see it the way I see it but it doesn't mean that I shouldn't honor somebody else's lens. Somebody, And that's what my course is about is understanding that we are all connected but we're different and really realizing like i'm a feeler my husband's a thinker but i almost have more compassion when i see him intellectualizing situations and not wanting to go into his emotion realizing that that's just the way he sees it it's his lens it takes him longer and then he has compassion for me he's like get out of the fetal position and you're going to be okay you know and so i think we all need each other right we can't all be the same i mean so it's 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 a fascinating i love human psychology and behavior and i love it all so
0: So uh, connection, Uh, it was born, you say your program was born out of a desire to reach other women and connect through our shared wounds, our shared desires, and our shared reality of attempting to do it all, be it all, all while knowing it's unattainable feat. that most of the time feeling less than, empty, and unfulfilled. I just think that summarizes so much about where we all are. And I think that, um, let's talk a little bit about the social, like what we see on, um, social media, because I was explaining to you that I feel like whenever, and we hired this amazing videographer who's doing incredible work, Michael, um, Severetti and But I feel like when we're imperfect, like people seem to like the bloopers more. And when we're like whatever, not knowing what the next one's going to say and the real reaction. Um, The
1: authenticity. Yeah. So
0: let's talk a little bit about that. That seems like so much to overcome. Less than, empty, unfulfilled. And I think
1: for women especially, and I can be all high-born women, but I think we're very much preached like... We were kind of the generation that was told, you can do it and be it all, and you've got this, you've got the world. You know, our mothers and our grandmothers were like, you know, we might not have had it, but you have it. But really, I think all of that be more, do more, uh, more, more, more creates pressure in some ways because I'm not sure that we have the role models to figure out exactly how to do it. How do we have a family, a career, you know? our health, our, you know, whatever it is, it's important to you. Everybody has different priorities. But I think that people don't really talk about that. Sometimes that's, it might all sound good on paper, but it's really hard to realize, well, how do I find the work-life balance? How do I find my, how do I retain a sense of myself, but also meet the needs of my family, meet the needs of my friends, you know, my goals trip, my nurture, my friendship. It's not easy. And I think that it's okay to talk about that and to talk about that, you know, don't buy into all these sort of empty mantras and and really look at your life and decide what your values are. That's the single most important thing. And then do everything you can to align your actions with those. Values values and that's really all we can do. We can't really buy into that we have to sort of live the impossible dream, right? Like if if your friendships and you decided I'm gonna, even though it's COVID, I'm gonna get on that plane, I want to nurture those friendships, then that's that's awesome. That's a part of your value system that you knew I need to do this, right? If it's doing that inner work to reconnect with the men in your life that you mentioned, like that's on your values list. And I think we get Sometimes as women, we get a little bit off the values list because we're so busy people pleasing and we're so busy meeting outside expectations. Like I'm going to chair the next thing or I'm going to, yes. you know, do the next school benefit or I'm going to. Yes. And then we realize, well, wait a minute, that is important to me, but I'm kind of missing this huge section that actually I need to nurture. That's actually of more value to me. And I think women were so want to please. We want to do it all. We want to be there. We want to be at the gala. We want to be at our kid's school. We want to be with our friends. We want to be, do all these things. We want to have these accomplished launch podcasts. But at the end of the day, you got to know yourself and know like, what is it that's really, really, really of value to me? And then stick with that.
0: And then that's the next thing that I find so hard that is really something I've been diving into is commitment. We've talked about commitment with this younger group and what commitment means. I had this fabulous intern I loved and she quit without notice and said she wasn't happy. I was like, "What? what is happy? <laughs> what does that mean? And define she, that. exactly, um, because I think we're all kind of chasing happiness, but we we commit, and I—that's what I found out before COVID. I committed to too much, and, and I okay? was running around crazy. And so, yeah. when is commitment? Um, like, when do we know that we can pivot? That's the hard part it about really overdoing women, overcommitted women. That we. We don't know when we can say okay I've got to walk away and let's talk about your business right I like when I left my family business to start the vintage Contessa that was part of the relationship break with my brother I'm sure and it was really hard that Mm. I was choosing my new family over my old family right and then when you made the change with your business let's talk about when you can let go because I feel like as women we hold on um, so long oh my gosh it's so hard it's such a great question I think that and I'm
1: not sure I have like the perfect answer but I think it's I think when you realize that you are waking up every day with the burden that you can't shake I, and Liz Gilbert says this when your soul feels oppressed or appalled i think oh. that's her then i think and i think that goes back to also that self awareness because i think as women we don't want to definite we don't want to always look at that because we want to continue pleasing and continue meeting the outside expectations but when mm-hmm. you realize when you're waking up every day that it's not you're not showing up as you know who you truly are you're mm-hmm. burdened you're resentful you're feeling Anger, frustration, stress, then that's that sign that instead of negating it and avoiding it, you have to lean into it and go. Wait, Danae. Wait, Elaine. I what's like going word. on? Lean and in. lean into that. Was yeah. incredible. Lean too. into the pain. Don't decide. Well, that's just today. So I was finding myself waking up every day realizing this has become too hard. Retail you know, at one point we had 12 stores. I worked with my husband. It was getting harder and harder as the years were going on. The traffic in the stores had slowed down. Um, our digital landscape was great, but I mean, We didn't have the resources to compete with, like, a Kate Spade or a Tori Birch. And so we were kind of looking at each other going, okay, how are we going to either redefine this and reinvent this where it's a little smaller, more manageable? Or are we ready to kind of reinvent ourselves and look at our life in a new way, a completely new way? And so we decided on the latter to reinvent ourselves. So my husband has since gotten involved in something else, also entrepreneurial. Oh, no, God, it's like a curse. (laughs) It is. And and I'm now launching this one. An empowerment program and um and I don't regret it. I, I admit I mean I, I can't deny like I have a lot of people DM me like oh, I missed your purses. I miss and I always respond I do too. Thank you yes. for saying that. Um but I know that there's a reason this is happening and I know that there's something I feel like I'm trying to offer and reveal and be transparent about the journey and not shy away from it or feel shame around it and just know that it was time for me and my own journey to reinvent, to look at things with new eyes. And I've really enjoyed the work. I've loved it. You know, I've loved talking to women in this way, this intimate way, you know, where it's not just all glossy. It's true. Um, I like that word, Yeah, glossy. it's not glossy. It's like true, true, true heartbeats, you know, connecting. And so it's not easy, though, when you talk about letting go. Letting go and surrendering is one of the hardest practices mm-hmm. and one of the hardest lessons Um that I've had to go through and acceptance, you know, accepting that Mm -hmm. things are hard. I I went through a huge journey with my daughter, accepting that her life wasn't going to look like my son's life, you know, Mm -hmm. but once you do, once you engage in that surrender and engage in that acceptance, it changes everything everything because then all of a sudden you see the magic of what really is and then you see her gifts you see the offering you see because for so long I was trying to change her or fix her and then when I pulled back and surrendered I was able to see her for who she was you know and I think that we get lost in that we don't want to accept it we want to keep trying to fix it we want to please we want but really sometimes the best thing you can do is just pull back and say this is what this is what is it trying to teach me otherwise I mean we're all gonna
0: be in a corner in a dark room if we don't. Girl, there's <laughs> a lot of the corner dark room things happening. So collaboration. You were are the queen of collaboration. <laughs> and I um I really it's been what I have to say, the key to the success of our business has been working with influencers, so great, collaborate yeah. collaborating with other People And in the research I've done, it's based upon having this feeling of trust, respect, willingness, empowerment, and communication. How did you, like, every week you had, and then you were doing so much of your collaborations with charities. Yes. Every week you Mm. were giving away, Mm -hmm. hosting parties, giving back. How did you choose who to collaborate with? How do you... How do we tell people here moving, like, people maybe starting their own business? What are some of the things that you think would empower them I mean, I moving think, forward?
1: I think for my journey, the mission's always kind of been the same. The packaging might be a little different right now. But the mission, like, with Elaine Turner, it was um, to make women feel beautiful inside and out. And then right now, it's guiding women to know they're worthy, right? And so it's really ultimately the same mm-hmm. Um but I think in my business, I was so passionate and earnest about that. I wanted women to engage in the brand, not just to feel like, okay, give me the look and redefine my style more like I want to enhance who you already are. And if that's beautiful things, let's do that. I want to enhance your soul in a way. Like I want to Mm -hmm. take you as you are, enhance it. But also I want you to feel like with my brand that you have an experience to not only feel beautiful on the outside but also feel beautiful on the inside Uh that we're here, the stores served as sort of the third space of like, hey, come in and talk about autism. Come in and talk about mental health. Bring your, you know, bring the doctor in. Let's let's give money back tonight. You know, really engaging in the whole self, the holistic Uh self, not just we're here to do a transaction with you for you to buy a handbag. Uh That's not why I existed. You know, I wanted women to yes, love that and feel like they could engage in that Mm -hmm. self-expression through fashion, but I also wanted them to feel like they could learn something or they could connect with community or they could connect with their girlfriends and talk about even hard stuff, right? So we had a lot of, when we did a lot of stuff with the Mommy series, so we had a lot of them coming, yeah, coming out and talking about finances, mental health, heart disease, um, you know, middle age issues, menopause stuff with women. I mean, we had it all. I mean, we talked about it all in those stores. Thank God it was pink because it made it happier with I know,
0: I dressed with (laughs) Elaine Turner's colors today. I love
1: that jacket, by the way. Yes.
0: Um, This is from Tootsies. Um, It's gorgeous. Supporting local, which I feel like is so important, too. So let's talk about fashion. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts and reading magazines. It's such a hard time to be in fashion right now. So many brands are really struggling, and people have come back to comfort. It's one of the most important things that they're embracing and then thank god a luxury is still strong and i think that it can be strong because it has longevity it's it's not truly an investment but it it has a value yeah uh, it has a especially buying vintage has a green sustainable feeling to it yeah i saw that even lvmh is approaching those sort of thing. So tell us about your thoughts on fashion. I totally
1: agree with what you just said. I think that I think that there's um, segments of the market like what you're in the vintage fashion i mean the vintage luxury fashion i think that there's that's an incredible niche to be in i think that there's always going to be a market and a consumer that's like that's important to me like whether they're collectors or they just want to feel like you know like you said sustainable i don't necessarily always buy the new one but i actually want to collect these certain styles that these prized designers whether it's gucci or lv or whoever so i think that's a definite um space that is is there. It's carved out. I do agree though, on a more mass level, a more ubiquitous level in this next generation coming up, that really ease and convenience Trump's going in specialty boutiques, so digital shopping, and I think comfort and casual. I think there is a fundamental shift in fashion towards casual, Everyday comfort lifestyle, how this outfit, you know, what, even if it's athleisure, how it could take me from a meeting at my kids' school to a girlfriend quick lunch at True Foods, and then, you know, even running home and whatever you change one piece and meeting someone for wine. Like they want their outfits to be transitional in that way. And I, I think that, that there is more yeah. of a, not, I don't want to say down market, but more of a, understated luxury going on like Mm -hmm. it's all about comfort it's all about casual um and i think that there's a beauty in that that mm-hmm. it's the reality but i also think that for someone like me who was raised in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. we are now i i can't lie i miss and have grief over fashion being an experience it used to be mm-hmm. such an experience you know what and i mean look i know if there's young people are like, something i don't care but you know my mom and grandma and my sister and i would go to Neiman, we'd skip school skip Dulles like go to neiman's try on our outfits my mom's like okay you could wear this to this and this to this and everything had its own separate like this is for the (laughs) luncheon this could be for whatever you know you know for your Sadie Hawkins or and so it was such an experience and then when I'd watch my mom engage in fashion you know her tailored suits and and it was so honored you know like things have changed so much because fashion used to be I think an experience and now I think fashion sometimes I feel like it's more of a means to an end like hey how do these clothes serve me in my everyday life you know mm-hmm. I mean even travel like we used to dress up when we traveled I when I was like, a... you know now it's like I feel like I get on a plane and you know you People see have their butt pajamas cheeks on. out you're like <laughs> oh well I could have just worn my PJ <laughs> but and I know I sound old y'all but I'm just saying like I'm trying to honor both sides that yes I mm-hmm. get it that the world has gotten more mm-hmm. focused on relaxed luxury and comfort and effortlessness but i also think it's okay to i actually think it's okay to be both have your athleisure have your fun Mm -hmm. but then when you want to honor what you're doing that day go for it you know i don't know i have trouble with it i tell my son i'm like a rockets t-shirt and gym shorts is not totally your uniform. it should not be your uniform every day and he just looks at me like i don't know what that means you know because they don't know any different
0: you know they well it's funny bella has a closet with a lot of Chloe Dow. She's kind of our go-to oh, she's so cute. to shop I love there. Chloe, but when she's around her friends, she wants to wear a Lulu shorts and a um, yeah. t-shirt that's totally, oversized, extra large size. And so I'm like, tuck it in, so people don't <laughs> think you don't have shorts on, Bella. <laughs> she gets so embarrassed when I talk about her. Hi, babe. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Um, well, I too love. Fashion and I just dress, and now I tell people I dress for my videos, but I don't even have to dress for the videos. But I just love dressing. I, 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 I love, love the art you. of dressing, and my, the mother art ne- of dressing. my mother never left the house without full makeup oh. and matching handbag, um, belt, and shoes like that woman. And she's a TJ Maxx girl, but she so rocks her cute. TJ Maxx in a way that you would never believe. She's
1: beautiful, she's mother. an
0: incredible woman. Um, we were very blessed to grow up. I think we kind of grew up in a Stepford wives yes. like milk and honey kind of thing. But um I think people were really real and it was um it was an amazing thing. Okay, let's we're running out of time, but yeah. let's end with authenticity. Um we've talked a lot about it. It means coming from a real place from within. I just think your journey that you're helping these women go on in your process really helps that and people I guess people look at people and say, oh, she's fake or, oh, that isn't real or whatever. And, but so many of us don't even know, like I've had to really look and say, what is, who am I? Mm -hmm. How can I be true to myself when I feel like I've got all these things around me? What is my truth? Right. And how is this, tell us, how is this process going to help you get there? I think
1: that um, for me, authenticity is all about when I see someone's energy, um, without the armor on, right? That's Ooh, kind of, yeah. that's showing up as their true, vulnerable, beautiful self, right? And it doesn't mean that it all looks perfect. It doesn't mean that it, you know, <laughs> is perfect. It just that's when I think, okay, that's someone I want to be around that's the type of energy I want in my life like when someone's not wearing that suit of armor because so many of us especially as women we really want to portray a perfectionism um, Mm -hmm. in our life and to be honest with you it's just a total illusion and it's a total buzzkill to be around someone that's that's really thinking I can achieve perfection because it's not even real. No one can achieve perfection. And it's also, it just robs you from, I think true connection. So when I look at authenticity and when I look at what's really real, it's when I see someone who's, you know, I hate saying naked, but who just shows up and says, screw it. This is it. Take it or leave it. You know? And I think that's, that's the key. And that's, I think we're missing, you know, I think we need more women showing up like that. It I just, love that. Yeah. I
0: feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a little easier for men. Oh. I feel like my husband sh- yeah. shows up naked all the time. And I'm like, do put some clothes on. Cause you're just, you're saying too much. Like he has no filter oh, between man, his don't. brain and what comes ah. out. And he's then, adorable,
1: by the way. Um, so
0: but I feel very blessed because I know exactly who I'm getting every day. <laughs> Cause he's going to tell me what he's thinking. But what if we all kind of live that life? Yeah, I
1: took a ticket from the guys. Like, you know, we don't, I mean, even men in business, I know we have to wrap up, but it's like my husband's like, oh, I was like, oh, did you think about how that someone would take that? And he's like, no, I handled it rationally and just told him what I thought. And we moved on. And I'm like,
0: you and know, got yeah. oh diving down the rabbit hole. That's what Jeanette and I call it. Get out of the rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to oh go on to something else. Yeah. OK. OK. So we have to end with this excitement. We are, this is for you, a oh, so thank you. Pink. And next week we're gonna be doing a giveaway oh, with this amazing Louis Vuitton Bandeau. You can wear it in your hair, around your waist, around your bag. but this one, pink for Elaine. Oh my God, I love so, it. Uh, so we'll be posting room. that tomorrow.
1: Yes. This is gorgeous. And I mean, hello.
0: Sassafras. I love it. Color. We don't my... have to go to France. You can just be Parisian right here.
1: <laughs> I I'm going to tie it on my handbag when I get home. I don't have one with handles, but I will.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so oh, much. Thank you, Denae. Like, I loved it. I know. Visiting with an old friend. It's amazing it. and emotional and um, can't wait to dive in and learn more about all this. And I will thank be you. taking the journey with yeah. you. I'm so inspired. Thank you. Yes. Okay guys, uh, follow us on Instagram at the Vintage Contessa and Elaine Turner at Elaine Turner. Yeah, dot com. All right. <laughs> Thanks.